Hello everyone, it's Graham Cove with another My Music, sponsored by the wonderful Analog Trash. In a minute I'm going to be speaking to Lucy here, who's got a lovely guitar on the wall, and I need to ask her all about that. But first, this. Thank you to the wonderful Analog Trash. Uh, do check out their website. Lucy Kruger, how are you today? I am well, thank you. How are you? I, I'm actually very well today, although a little cold because it's continuing to be just too cold in England. Where are you coming from? I'm in Berlin and it's pretty damn cold too. Um, is it? It's been snowing a lot the last couple of days and it's very snowy outside. I haven't ventured forth yet, but I can see from my safe little window here. <laughs> yeah why can i ask why you're there is that where you're based now or is yeah yeah, yeah. is that yeah. An, an inspiration in itself it's a place i've always wanted to go to my son managed to get there uh about a year and a half ago um okay. on his film Let degree me... okay cool um yeah i mean def it definitely is i don't um I don't have a lot of relative experience. My, South Africa is very different to Berlin. And um, I think living very far from home has its, comes with a lot of its own, um, I, I maybe inspiration is one word, but I guess ways into thinking is another mm. way of thinking about it. Uh, like you move very differently. Um, you get around very differently. People speak a different language. There's a lot of um, strange stimulation. And when I say strange, I mean, well, did, do you feel like a little bit of an alien sometimes? Not in a nasty way, but... Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that, that must trigger a thought process of, you know... A, 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 I'm sure that whenever someone moves away from their home to somewhere that's a completely different culture, I mean, even even when I moved from Bedford, where I grew up, to, to university up in the northeast of England, yeah, which isn't you know a massive move by any account, but it was com it was so completely different culturally, yeah, from where I'd grown up in a small village to moving into a big city that was, you know, full of uh, full of a life that was very very different from home. It kind of that that I found that quite stimulating in terms of my response to that. Yeah. Yeah. So do, do you tend to do you tend to find that your response to where you where you are now and kind of I suppose thinking back to to where you've come from that stimulates how you write or what you write about? Yeah, definitely. I mean when I first moved here, I think the stuff I was writing about was like very overtly about being a stranger. Um I think it's less overt now, but I think because I write um extremely autobiographically whether i think that's admirable or not that is what happens um 
my environment is extremely impactful on the process. Um, I mean, I think it is for anyone, any, anywhere, at any time, which is obviously a, quite a boring thing to say and quite an obvious thing to say, but is really true. And when there's, when you're in a place that has a particularly strong, well, yeah, has a, has very strong um, sensory offerings, then it definitely infiltrates. Mm. Have you have you trawled the the studios there? Have you have you sort of gone and sort of gone? Well, this is where Bowie did this, or, or you know, I mean, <laughs> the opportunities there in Berlin. The opportunities are there. I would say the budget is missing. <laughs> um, not so much. I think um, what I have been trying to do actually is to be less and less dependent on studios. Um, because obviously it's great to be, there's, there's a lot of great spaces here and, and great people to work with. Um, but I, I've been finding that in terms of my own process, you know, money is always, money is always a tricky thing. It's, it costs a lot of money to make things and it's not an art form that necessarily generates a lot of income. And, um, so I've, yeah, over the last over the last few years, I've been trying to learn a bit more about um, recording and even mixing, and just trying to actually keep it more and more insular. I mean, I have seen some I have seen some really lovely studios, um, but yeah, like I say, I think is part of that for you because you're quite a visual artist as well. Is is quite part of the necessity to to kind of pull it in house. As you say, in terms of the money that you know you 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 want to do a full job as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I guess some of it's good to do with I would I would you know I think it's such a lovely thought to think about working in another studio with other people for a long period of time. <laughs> yeah. but what often ends up happening is that if you want to work with those people who are very very good and in those studios that are big and beautiful, you you know you pay you you'll spend your whole budget on a day in that studio. And I don't know if I can do what I need to do in a day. Mm. Um, I would rather do it a bit clumsily on my own and take a long time and make sure that I'm happy with it. And maybe that changes, you know, maybe at some point I feel more confident in what I'm doing and um, I feel like, okay, this is made and I can go into the studio now and do two days and get what I need or what I want. But it, it, it feels a bit unwise at this point. Yeah doesn't feel like considering everything that's possible and everything that is, it doesn't feel like the most meaningful way to work at the moment. You say clumsy, but are you, are you clumsy or are you, are you careful? I mean, mm. are you, are you quite particular in terms of the way that you, you write and produce? No, actually I would say, I would say, I think clumsy and careful can go together in the sense that like you can be careful with how you sh how you shape the final thing but the process can still be quite clumsy and yeah. i don't know so much about especially this la this new record that's coming out a lot of it was done in the computer um and like with me and the computer and we don't have a very we have a very immature relationship <laughs> and um so i'm figuring out as i'm going and i don't have like a i don't have a grand vision i have a feeling that i want but i don't have like a grand vision that i then have the um 
necessary tools and the knowledge to shape that out. I'm like, oh, I have a vague feeling and I kind of know how this works. And then I push some buttons and, you know, when then I obviously listen and I can hear what I like and what I don't like. And but clumsy in that way, I think. And yeah. you're allowed to be when you're working by yourself. What What are you the most fussy about when you're producing your music? What is it? Hmm. Vocals, or or is it the is it the instrumentation behind it? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I guess vocal. I guess there is quite a lot of focus on the vocals for me because that to me is where the message is most clearly um, articulated. Mm. Because because I, I guess I'm a. I think if I I think I focus quite a lot on lyrics and yeah and voice and also it's what I listen to. And I think what, what a lot of humans listen to, um, because we, it's an instrument that we're that we're all very intimate with, and so we have a lot of nuance when it comes to, um, when it comes to voice. And 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 it's been a really tricky process for me. I still, this new album is the closest that I've got to where I want to be in terms of vocal performance and in terms of mixing, but I still am not there yet. No. Or maybe vocals. Yeah. I I, I sense that. And the reason I sensed that was because you're you're the kind of artist that's right up my street in terms of listening to because I've always loved well I've always loved a female voice anyway but I also always love a female voice that's really willing to kind of challenge the the stereotype of the female voice as well and I think that you do that you know um, if I listen to Burning Building you you've got two voices there yeah which are quite distinct from each other right yeah you you've you've got a you've got a higher voice and then you've got a you you've, you've got a voice which is de determined shall we say that's trying to cap through um you look at stereoscope as a song i mean the first sounds of the, the first vocals of that are a sound really rather than a yeah sure a vocal line yeah so you're, I feel that you're actually trying to make a statement with the with the texture of the voice and the, and the production of the voice as well. So you you would say you're pretty conscious of that when you. Yeah, no, sure, and actually, you know, this album was also interesting in that I, I think the three records that I made before this, I I literally speak about quite often about wanting to kind of make a noise and, and, and use my voice but I was singing about it and I think I'm slowly like having the courage to actually start doing it um, mm. yeah because there's so much there's so it's so interesting to think about the female voice in terms of the history of it and the, and the perception of it and the way it's used and the way it's understood and when it's when it gets uncomfortable for people and and you know it's so it's such a it's such a beautiful thing in the sense of like, all you have to do in order to transgress or push is to play. And there's so much in that, you know, which sounds so obvious, but it's not, yeah, it's not necessarily so frequently done. Um, so you're becoming more confident in your own voice? Well, no, more confident in exploring what it can. Can do. Or, you know, what, like how much there is in it that, because again, because, um, well, you know, it's like, 
it is your your voice is autobiography it is you you know it's not like and and much more than any other if you if you if you paint something it's also autobiography and you'll have a particular style no matter what kind of training you do because it's your hands and your vision and your but you still have you still have a piece of material between you and the um your body you know and same with even with an instrument it's your hands and you're you're doing it but there's something blocking the, the pathway your voice is one of the few things where and i guess something like dance but your voice is directly there it is you you know um and so yeah it's, it's, also, quite, it's also the thing that makes the most contact with the listener as well in a way in a, in the most personal way um I don't know whether you've ever read Tracy Fawn's book about singing, but it's, if you haven't, it's no. well worth a read. Um, yeah, okay. because she, I think there she describes really well why we're so fascinated with the singer or the voice within music, because it's something we can all do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah, it's a very recognizable form of communication. And so we, we all have a lot of history and context and yeah, relationship to it. Yeah. So we, we can all we can all kind of imagine ourselves in that space. Yeah, sure. Even if we, you know, if we opened our mouths and terrible things came yeah. out, <laughs> you know, we can still all sing. You yeah. know, it's not everyone that can, you know, despite what Radiohead said, it's not everyone that can play guitar right. or, or yeah, you know, sure. be yeah. proficient on an instrument, but, yeah. but we can all sing. So I think it's that that kind of pulls us in there. Yeah. You know, where, where did music writing start for you? Were you were you young when you first started writing? Yeah, I, I mean, quite quite young. I think I was I was um, 16 and I really I was thinking I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I've been trying to think about what. The meaningful thing the most meaningful part of this thing in, is and what it is that i want to do or what i wanted to do and when i was young i just very young i just really loved to sing and i loved to perform um and i didn't really think about it as a as a as a way into creating but when i was 16 my brother's um, girlfriend at the time who's now his wife she started learning to play guitar and we were away for a weekend and she played a Joni Mitchell cover and she played one of her own songs. And it, it had such an incredible um, impact on me to see somebody, well, to, to see somebody playing somebody else's song. And I didn't know Joni Mitchell at that point. And so obviously that was a, a huge opening for me. But then also to see her performing her own song and to, to witness this person who I had witnessed in other scenarios, but I hadn't seen in that way, mm. um, was so moving. And um, I could you see her getting lost in the music? Is well, that part of it? Yeah, I guess. I guess so. I guess I could. I guess, and I was let in. You know, it was mm. like it's very. It's a very beautiful way to share, and also music is one of those things where. Yeah, especially in in a culture like when I say ours, I I don't know what I mean. Obviously, that's a very broad thing to say, but what I what I mean is like, at least my experience of my cultural surroundings finding ways to share generously or intimately are few and far between, you know, environments are very controlled and it is controlled in a way, but for some reason it is this kind of, this kind of one place where it's okay to uh, express. It feels mostly, it feels kind of okay. And I, I don't know, I felt, I felt that very moving. And so I started to learn to play guitar and I started to write then. Yeah. 
when, when did you move on from guitar? When when did when did the when did the electrics come in? If you like, when did the electronic beep, beeps and right. come in? Only, only only actually about two years ago, two and a half three years ago during lockdown, um, I decided I was like limiting myself a lot in terms of play. Um, I was depending a lot on other musicians to create, and I felt like I wanted to find a new way to say things because I was quite stuck in a particular kind of vulnerability. I'm saying all this now, it sounds like I had a very clear vision. In hindsight, this is what ha was happening, I think, you know. Mm. Um, so I decided to kind of set a project for myself. I was going to make an album and really not try and worry about, because something happens when you're trying to learn something new. You can, you can often tell this is not very good, but you can't stop. You have to keep going, you know, if yeah. you're going to get somewhere decent. And so really just giving myself permission to... Um, Fail? You, Use yes, and exactly like please fail, you know, like an yeah. invitation to fail, and just use anything on Logic, any kind of the the you know the the recording software, any kind of synth or however many voices in my head were going like, oh, there's probably no integrity in this, like this is all digital sounds, and everyone's going to see through, um, to just kind of dispel those voices and to, and it was so fun and so um, interesting and exciting that I've kind of just stayed with it. Yeah, quite liberating in a way. Totally, yeah. 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 Did it? Did you? Did you learn some little tricks along the way, and you thought, well, that actually that that's my way of doing this, and actually that I really like that. Yeah, I think I did. I mean, what I have to watch is not to stay on those things, you know. It's interesting. Yeah, to... and then move on. <laughs> yeah. 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 It sounds like uh, it, this is very similar conversation to I had with Lapsley. Um, okay. You know, where she said to me, you know, that it, her her kind of initial thing when she started putting out music was this kind of voice change thing that she did, where she would she would use uh, computers to to lower her voice, so she'd yeah. she'd have a female and a male. Right, right, right. Yeah, but it's all her. Yeah. Um, now she's becoming more comfortable. I guess if you listen to her late, latest album, she's becoming more comfortable with just her voice, her natural voice. Yeah. But I think I think it's I think it's nice in a way that you you you, you kind of need at any time with music to kind of latch onto the things that you you find work for you at that point, and then. And then almost you rail against them, you know? Yeah, totally. I also think it's a dangerous, not dangerous, that's dramatic. It's also probably not, like changing too frequently also doesn't allow you to go to the depths of depth or something or kind of, you know. Yeah, um, you want to explore something almost yeah. to, to, to the limit of that thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's also a tricky thing, you know, because sometimes, sometimes change can also just be an excuse not to stay in the hard part of something or you know yeah i think i'm sometimes wonder wonder about that like how it, yeah it's 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 kind of easier to come to the new exciting thing when you it's also a bit scary because you don't know if it's any good or not but it's it feels very exciting and then there's a there's then there's like the hard work of crafting which i think is a harder place for me to stay of course when you've got a an electronic sound like you've got you've got a You've got quite a powerful sound there, and you've also you've also got 
in a way an artificial sound yeah i mean you use computers oh, yeah. and whatever you're going to have a, a bit of a but does that does that allow you to develop a character behind the music at all and you know it's autobiographical as you say but does it allow you to be a, a bigger expression of yourself when yeah, I mean, it's funny to hear you say that because the, about the electronic thing, because I mean, the last the last three records I made were recorded completely live in a room. So this is quite new territory for me. And it's got, it gives me quite a joy to hear you explain um, the music like that. Um, because, yeah, it's quite new to me. And yes, I think that there's a lot of room for developing the character inside of that play. Um, because... I, I don't necessarily think it's also something that I've been thinking about a lot, but the way to meaningful meaningful vulnerability is not necessarily through the performance of your character, but or through you through you exploring in a kind of pure way your sound or your character, but actually um, like playing a little bit and 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 playing with your persona and as sometimes a kind of more meaningful way into something true and when I say true I know this language is all of it um, but there can be a lot of there can be a lot of sincerity or you can you can touch on something very true or meaningful or something that translates um, through play more more than you can sometimes by trying to bear yourself as you are you know well, it's more, it, you're right yeah you're right it's more childlike in a way yeah it's what yeah, we do I mean, is it's what yeah. we do as children yeah. is, is we do we play and we and we pretend to be this and we pretend to be that and we you know we say oh i'm a you know i'm a knight yeah or, or i'm a princess or i'm a you know i'm you know yeah. uh i've got five children and you watch them and they all you know the youngest is seven and he's always pretending to be something else it's not it's nothing as you say, that's not that's not impure. That's not him not being him. It's part of him being bolder in that moment and being yeah. able to actually say more because he's inhabiting a, a, a comfort. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's inhabiting something else which enables him to be be bigger about what yeah. he is that for that minute. And I think that's great. Yeah, and especially I think it's especially interesting. Um for adults and I guess for me in particular to try and access that is in a way a much more vulnerable thing to do because we I don't know it says something like I don't know why it feels so vulnerable or why it is so vulnerable but it's like well partly I think it's the rhetoric of society these days yeah. I mean you know everybody's talking about being authentic and you know yeah. uh, telling your yeah. own Authenticity, this, the language around it, and I understand it, but it also it somehow assumes that we that we that we know things about ourselves so. <laughs> that we don't. <laughs> like obviously we do, but we also really don't. And so there's a vulnerability in play in that you are not pretending to understand what's coming out necessarily. Like you're just accessing what is there, and then you display it. Obviously, you can, there's a responsibility in curating what you then present finally to the audience but yeah but but also it's part and parcel of art 
do, do you have to ask the question do you always want your artist to be a complete representation of themselves or do you want them to be something that little bit bigger because actually i think you do in a way i think i i think or i think you want i think you want artists to challenge our own perception of things and make us think about things that we would never have thought about because because of that play i, mean, I think that's that's important i think that's one of the reasons why you know people were so upset in a way when bowie died was mm. because he was an artist that was always showing us us in a different way yeah. he was always you know turning the mirror on society and people and showing us that you know perhaps we didn't exist in in the way that we thought or society we didn't run the way that we thought so that's yeah. good that's good because that that moves society on as well i think mm. yeah you could be that you could be <laughs> it's very very good storytelling is what we want as well you know and that can mean a lot of different things but yeah that's what it is in the end we definitely definitely want that yeah. so so what sort of topics so people understand what sort of topics are you covering on the on the album oh my gosh um you know if i'm honest i think a lot <laughs> it's mostly about um oh gosh sorry i think i would have prepared uh, some kind of it's hard for me to say because in a way even though i'm talking now about good storytelling a lot of it was quite um impulsive and the idea is still for me the most important thing to try and do is to play a lot of this is about a reckoning with um with death even though it's not about an experience that I had with death recently, but it's some kind of coming to grips with mortality mm. and physicality of now. And um, was there a trigger I, for that? No, I just my life. Uh, it's it's a question that I've been asking for a while, and I'm just asking asking it in a more like trying to ask it in a more present, guttural, visceral, physical, mm. you know, and be in relationship with the form of. Yeah, my own body, my lover's body, the space that I'm in. Um, yeah, something about like an, a kind of urgency around connection, I guess. Uh, with yeah, with yourself and with the person in front of you, and with um, yeah, trying to find like deep guttural love in a in a society in a time where that is quite for a number of reasons quite a challenging thing to do oh, I was so end, say, do, do you feel any of that has come out of the fact that we've just lived through one of the weirdest periods in history you know we have we've all been challenged by our own mortality haven't we in the last yeah, yeah no, it's true. i think that definitely has and you know something to do with and i know this is going to sound so trite and i don't but it is it's trying to find trying to find the time and the headspace to experience deep love and touch in a time of hardcore capitalism mm. um, yeah like so fighting for fighting to stay in in the body and with another 
and yes, I'm sure that it's 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 been exacerbated by, you know, those are questions that I had already. But then when you experience it in such a hardcore and like communal way, then I guess yeah, it 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 pushes those things all. Yeah. In terms of your own listening to music, you mentioned Joni Mitchell earlier, but is there is there anybody along the way that you know? has been an inspiration just in terms of the way that they've they've opened up music to you? Yeah, I mean, at the moment, I have very clear people that I listen to a lot and have been for the last while. And it's, it's, um, it's been, um, well, I was listening to the Yanni Fell albums a lot. She's a Norwegian artist. Um, uh, Aldous Harding, a big thief for Adrian Lanker, um, and Kate Laban and Fever Ray. Those have been my kind of go-to. Yeah. Um, and I guess they're, they're quite different artists in a way. Um, I guess what links them for me is, is, a, is a, a kind of intensity that they have that's connected to I don't know how to say it without being esoteric, but there's enormous integrity in the music that is connected to, as if they have a very uh, open channel of communication between their music and their life force or something. Like it's really in there, you know, their, their music is so alive and so full of things. Mm. And their styles are quite different, but and they, they explore things differently. But yeah, there's something, I mean, they're all just very, very good. But if there's something very specific, I don't know. Um, well, they're all artists that are very real. Yeah, but again, it's what we say. You know, it's a funny thing to say in a way because it's what it's like. What does that mean in a way? <laughs> but it, yes, I agree with you. Um, obviously, I don't know any of their life stories, so it's hard to know if that's true. But that's a feeling for whatever reason that one gets. Mm. They're sharing with you very generously and very sincerely, even when. And I think, you know, someone like Aldous Harding does it in such a clear way where she's changing her voice a lot and she's very clearly playful, but there's something extremely raw and honest and real in there. I don't know how she does it. I, I think, I think you can't kind of, you can't kind of imitate that. That's, that's, as listeners, I think we pick up on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think it's the same as, you know, anybody on social media or yeah or tv or anything else you know you 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 i think i suppose part of it is you hear the confusion yeah maybe and that that's that's actually i mean maybe that's something i look for in an artist as well generosity, i guess it's yeah. like into that they don't they don't package it too soon or something they don't look from the outside too soon yeah no. It's it's not. This is. You can hear the searching. You can hear the confusion. You can hear, you you can hear that questions. The questions, yeah. Because yeah. because yeah. that's it. I mean, this is why I do this because yeah. it's a. I believe questions and dialogue teach us yeah. a lot. For sure. Um, but I think some musicians do that as well. That they're, they're constantly asking the questions. And inviting the listener to be part of that conversation, mm. 
and I, I think if you're that kind of musician, then you kind of attract other people that want to be just want want to be part of that conversation and and want to you know and, and not necessarily looking for the answers in a song as well right yeah. i mean i think we kind of grown up on a generation of sort of media which has gone like you know what's what's your favorite song about love or what's your you know it's kind of like well how can how can you put <laughs> how can you create a song about love <laughs> you know yeah. that, that, that that explains all the many assets or uh, all the uh, many aspects of love yeah. in a single song you can't you can yeah. only understand that by listening to a whole load of different things and going well this is you know that that time when this happened uh, that that meant something and yeah. that really resonated so it's you know I think it's it's people that are, are yeah I'm going to stick with the word real, yeah. um, and I certainly you know there's other artists when I was listening to to your music that kind of sprung to mind. Uh, some of the intensity in your voice kind of reminded me of Ida Maria, um, <laughs> who's an Irish artist, but she got real. There's a real kind of want in her voice to know. Um, and yet, you know, I, I also think that, you know, people could probably find elements of people like Zola Jesus or Emika and whatever in, in what you're doing as well, that wanting to, wanting to find a, a way of making the voice really sit here. Yeah, 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 for sure. sure. Which is great. Yeah. So, when does the album come out? Yeah, I guess in a month from, almost a month from now. What is the day today? It's the 9th of March. Less than a month. On the 7th of April it comes out. Yeah, this, this year is just going. I know, truly. It's just oh. un, un, unbelievable. <laughs> so, what, what's, what's, what's your hope for, for this album? What, what are you, how are you, how are you hoping that it, that people will listen to it? I think I don't think like that. Um, maybe because I, I somehow actually released a lot of records now. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I think I... Do you, are you all onto the next thing as soon as this is out? You know, usually, especially the last little while, because I've been making a lot, but I have this time. I really want to try um, I guess yes. I guess what well, I'm just thinking now in answer to your question, yes. So I'm not really there's nothing that I can do to control. I mean, obviously you can in terms of setting up the tour and whatever, you can do that kind of thing. But there's nothing I can't change the nature of how things the album is done then. It's like um through force of control. I can't change how it's shaped or how it's read or how it's so I have no idea. I I, I um I do feel what I like about what I'm excited about with this album is that the one that's coming out is that I don't know exactly what it is. Um, I had, I did it quite, I did it quite quickly. I mean, very, 
intentionally and presently, but um, it's it's new for me, and so um, I don't know how to read it, and I'm very curious to know how other people do, okay. but not in a kind of a light way somehow. I think I think that I think that it's accurately represented in the sense of. Um, it is what I want it to be, but I don't, I don't know what that is. But I think when I'm, when I worry about, when I feel concerned about how an album is going to be received, I guess it's connected to me feeling that I haven't translated something accurately, that I had an idea or a feeling and it's not quite as it was. Whereas this album was so, um, it I shaped it really, it was really being shaped in the process along the way. And so I wasn't trying to get to the idea of something. I was creating the idea as I was going. So it can't really be wrong or something. Um, I don't know how that sounds, if that makes sense, but... Um, yeah, it makes it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I'm just curious. I, I'm, I had a lot of fun making it, and I think there's something honest and real in it, and also quite playful, which is a relief, you know, like a bit performative. Like there's something, there's something slightly less... Although it's funny because I feel like there's something quite strong on this record. And when I've mentioned it to a few people who have heard it, they're kind of going like, oh, I think this is your most vulnerable album to date. Like you say some pretty intense things in there. And then I think like, ah, oh, that's actually true. But somehow because of the playfulness of it, mm. I feel in control of that or something. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm un, like unwantingly sharing or something. I don't know. It feels like quite extreme in a way that, Feels, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Uh, it's, that, yeah. it's that liberating thing again, isn't it? I think. Yeah. I think. I think. Yeah. I I, I can see you having a lot of fun with this album. Mm -hmm. and yeah. I, and sure. I and I hope I hope people kind of appreciate that. I, and I think I think that's a, that's a great place to be. Yeah. With your art and your music as well, where you know there's a real depth there, but at the same time yeah you, you feel kind of protected by well i think it's some of it's quite funny like i think it's quite humorous but you yeah. know that i have a very strange sense of humor so it's possible it's possible that no like some people really don't get that and maybe they're like oh god is this girl okay you know um <laughs> i think some of it is a bit um she is a, don't worry even, even <laughs> building like with the hey girl let's go part thing it's like probably a bit unnerving and it's supposed to be but it's also supposed to be a bit subversive you know it's not um yeah and i guess it's i really like i mean i don't know there's a um an artist called dari previn who there's a, a line of hers that i reference in stereoscope but she um i really like her and she writes in this kind of um, I think her music is quite humorous, but it's completely devastating. It's like, um, it's kind of self, there's a bit of self-deprecating humor, but also just some like, oh, everything's casual, casual, and then it like stabs you with a knife, you know. Mm. Um, I really like that. Um, I hope people get that in it, but if they don't, they don't, you know, it's also fine. Um, I think it's, a, I think it's a, a very safe place to be. Yeah. Um, you know, Time has shown us time and time again that some of the most saccharine, sweet, you know, oh, lyrics, yeah. lyrics uh, and, and melody, etc., has been 
actually the front of or sat in front of people who are, are breaking apart yeah for sure you know so i don't think uh for one minute that it's a bad place to be you know ultimately you come at it with if you're coming at it with a good place and then that playfulness i think i think people i think a lot of people will then get that and i think yeah. a lot of people will kind of rejoice in that i mean i just hope people listen to it that's what i hope that's yeah. what well that's that's the aim of doing things like this <laughs> so um i i hope so too because it's a it's you know uh from what i've heard so far it's a, a fantastic piece of work so thank you for joining me and having this chat today yeah, it's a pleasure it was lovely to speak thank you yeah um just so people know if they want to hear the album when it comes out where, where's the best place for people to register interest so that they find out um i mean i have a website which is lucyprogramthelostvoice.com but then i'm unfortunately on all the social things um and all those streaming sites so kind of wherever yeah. yeah make sure you follow lucy um uh get in touch check out the website um and stay in touch and and, and when the album comes out i'm sure a lot of people out there will really enjoy it Thank you. I hope, I hope Lucy, it's been a pleasure talking to you for my music today. If you've enjoyed this conversation out there, um, thank you. Do share it with friends because this is the best way for music to get out there. Keep the story going. Share it with someone else that you know. Uh, subscribe. And all of those wonderful things will help us to keep doing this in order to help musicians tell their story. Lucy, thanks for joining me today. Sure. Bye for now.